Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's D.A. on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, my brother? I want permission to come aboard the market. Asking permission to join a sports talk spaceship? Well, we're all a little crazy. The mothership has connected. The mothership, the, the, the mothership. Let's go, I'm feeling good. I'm doing great. This is the part I never remember well, Pete. One more question. How you how you feeling? Yeah, exactly. How you feeling? Well, I feel good and I'm doing well. I, I blanked <laughs> on it. <laughs> I mean, I've done this a lot. This is the one I can't ever remember. I don't know why. It's such a brain lock for me. Going to start the hour. Stumbling out of the gate. <laughs> you might have noticed two hours ago, and it's been tweeted now, so it's now free game. I don't care. Two hours ago, the 7 a.m. Eastern hour, hour two, some went to call it, uh, had a little bit of an odd start because as we were coming back from commercial break, the computer froze and Pete had could not play anything. So I was just about to talk, come back dry, as they say, and Pete goes, hold on. Silence, silence, tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Hits a button, and the clock that I'm looking at right now, that's counting up, 901, 35, 36, 37 seconds, it just reset by 30 seconds. Pete, Pete changed time. That's right. Well, I, I, I played with our delay to go inside, uh, underneath the covers here. I played with our delay so that the listeners would hear everything on time. This has come up before, and I still don't understand how it works. I still want to know where those 30 seconds went. I still think somewhere, somehow, you heard 30 seconds of silence. Did somebody lose 30 seconds of their life in that scenario? Is that clock in front of me not real? I don't, I kind of don't want to know the answers, I think. I think Pete is the Sorcerer Supreme. He has the eye of the Gomoto, and he can change time, just uh, like Dr. Strange. We, we like to call Cap the Wizard of Watch DA, but I think Pete's just like a wizard because he just tapped a button and we went back in time 30 seconds. So for the most part, the beginning of that hour sounded correct. Okay. I, I One more this, time? This might be an easy way to explain it. Okay. We work 30 seconds ahead of what you hear on the radio. So what you're hearing right now happened 30 seconds ago because... That's a way to, you know, prevent us from anyone cursing on the air sure. or whatnot. It's our delay. So I got out of our delay to hit our uh, open on time because of the uh, the error. But there still was time where nothing was playing. So to us, right. to us, to not, us. Not, yeah, not see, to I'm, I'm just not going to get it. That's right. Thank you, Pete. You're welcome. But 
But I am the sorcerer, or what DJ said. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, supreme. Thank I'm you. gonna go with that. It makes more sense to me that you can change time than what you just tried to explain okay, to me. You're right. You're right. I so let's just go time. with that. You're right. Okay. That's going on the resume. Uh, a similar mental trick, I guess, is that Michael Jordan was the majority owner for the, of the Charlotte Hornets for 13 years, and basically they were terrible the entire time. And I'm not sure anybody noticed. So the sale of the Hornets was finalized yesterday. Or at least, I'm sure I should say, approved by the NBA Board of Governors yesterday. It's not 100% done. So for now, today, Michael Jordan is still the owner of the Hornets. And after all of this, he's going to be, he have a minority stake in the team. So he's not all the way out of the Hornets business. But he's no longer going to be in charge of the Charlotte Hornets. In his time in charge of this organization, three winning seasons, two playoff appearances, five head coaches, including Steve Clifford twice. And I think the most damning thing is that in four of the last five years, the Hornets had a bottom five payroll. Just not, not trying, not spending money. Now, the future, the present, is in terrible. LaMelo Ball is a player, and Brandon Miller has huge expectations as the number two pick in the draft a month ago. But that's how Michael Jordan leaves. Very few wins, even fewer postseason appearances, and presumably like money kept in the coffers, not spent on the roster. And when they've spent money on people, it's been different degrees of disasters. Gordon Hayward has not come close to being useful for them. They had to get rid of Kemba Walker and eat a lot of money with Kemba. And I don't know, do we just simply, would we would we have cared about anybody overseeing that long, that much futility in Charlotte? Do we just not care in general? Or is there something specific about Jordan that made us not really harp on this? And we take a lot of shots at a lot of owners in all four major leagues about what they do and don't do. But then also there are guys who kind of live in anonymity. I I joked about this at some point when the Padres were doing all of this, trading for Soto, extending guys, handing out all this money. I didn't even know who owned the team. I didn't know the guy's name. I think his name is Peter Seidler. But But I had to force myself to go look it up after they were just trade after trade, signing after signing, spending all this money, compiling all this talent. Who is this guy? Meanwhile, here where we sit, Steve Cohen's name is said every third sentence, it feels like. And then for different reasons, Dan Snyder, Jerry Jones, James Dolan. Those names are front and center. Other guys we just don't care about. So with Jordan, were we for, we were being I, I I just think I was indifferent to like it just it, nothing other than Michael Jordan owns the Hornets mattered, and because they never mattered in the court, I guess it never made us pay attention to it. Maybe some of us just love Jordan too much to not criticize him. Maybe the guys in the NBA, because again he's Jordan, and out of respect, they just didn't take any shots at him. 
maybe people are scared about pissing Jordan off based on everything we saw in the documentaries and all the grudges he holds and things he remembers and memes created about facial expressions and all that kind of stuff. Maybe we didn't want to be another, you know, Jordan's kind of next victim or get in Jordan's crosshairs, but his his stewardship of the Hornets is an abject failure. Failure. And what's bothering me, and I should have seen this sooner than last night, yesterday afternoon, is that they weren't even trying to win and then failed. It wasn't like they were making moves that didn't work out. There's well, whatever. Bottom five payroll for the last five years. Just going through the motions. And now two guys are giving him $3 billion to get out of the way. What am I missing here, EJ? What what what's the kind of prevailing MJ as owner thought in NBA circles? I mean, it feels to me like this is this was the last dance of Michael Jordan's involvement with the NBA. I mean, he seemed like kind of a haphazard, kind of disinterested owner to begin with. You mentioned how he didn't really invest much in the team in terms of building a strong roster. I know it's building a team in a small market, but like to me, this is the last we'll probably see of Michael in any major way. We know Michael loves to golf. We know he loves his cigars. We know he loves to gamble a little bit. And he kind of loves NASCAR him. now, right? Doesn't he still own a NASCAR team? Yes, or yes, partially he loves NASCAR. So, like I don't know. I, I think that it, that's what I took away from this was that will we ever see Michael Jordan any major capacity linked to the NBA? I mean, remember, people didn't think he was going to show up to the NBA seventy five thing. Right, he was at. I believe it was a NASCAR event, and he showed up at the very last second. He kind of just walked right into the building as they were making announcements. I don't know if this is a part of his life he really wants to be involved with anymore. Yeah, you know, that is a very interesting question. I would be shocked if he didn't pop up here and there, like almost not officially all the time as a consultant, but if there's like a committee to to think about things, changes to the game— does he have the commissioner's ear? But it's probably more likely, like you think, that he's just going to kind of fade in the background. But I'm still intrigued by the psychology of ignoring that he accomplished nothing as a Hornets owner. It's crazy. I mean, nothing. It's crazy. And it's it's, it's ironic that uh, of the vote that came out, only one owner voted <laughs> to keep Michael in place and did yes. not want the sale to go through. And that was James Dolan of the Knicks, who maybe wanted uh, some of that attention to be, hey, there's another terrible owner here right. in the NBA. Now, we don't we don't know Dolan's motivation, and we probably never will. This is not like, uh, I think Dan Gilbert voted no on Matt Ishbia buying the Sixers because they are business rivals. Yeah, he does not like him. There's right. real beef there. So that, that I get, and that one I appreciated. We don't know yet why Dolan was the one no of 30 votes it could just be looking for company. But I don't know if Jordan's the right guy because no one points this out. No one talks about this. Now, I don't think it tarnishes his resume or anything like that. But, I mean, it's worth saying that Jordan, it, by most accounts, is the greatest player ever. Right. And he wasn't even a mediocre owner. But to me, when we think about why it doesn't get talked about more. I think a lot of times, like when it comes to how people view owners, it's how the fan base presents that owner. Like, I think to me, like the Charlotte Hornet fan base, I feel like I don't hear this groundswell of like, 
outrage over the way he's built that team, which is essentially into the ground, where right. I think every other team, you're talking about the Washington Commanders, you're talking about the Knicks, you're talking about uh, the Clippers before when it was Don Stern. Like, I feel like you had fans of those teams saying that these, this person is ruining my sports experience, whereas with Michael... I never got that impression. Maybe, you know, he's a North Carolina boy. Maybe, like, they just felt like a little bit of loyalty to him. He is the greatest athlete potentially of all time. So maybe they didn't want to, uh, you know, bash him. But I, I think that that's a big part of it. If you don't have the groundswell of frustration within your city and your fan base, then, like, am I going to go crazy about the fact that Michael Jordan's running the Hornets in the ground? It's good for me. I'm a Knicks fan. Yeah. No, you're right. If they don't care, why would we on the outside? Right, if they're not exactly. making the initial noise, why would we even be be listening? Sitting here, too, thinking about this, taking hockey out of the equation because it it just doesn't matter to most people. But if I went around all three leagues, NFL, baseball, and NBA, I think maybe I know the fewest NBA owners. Like, if you just went and give me teams, I I can name, I think, baseball, maybe not either. Maybe it's just... Maybe, again, football kind of spoils the argument in that we know everything about every organization because we have so much time to discuss non-game things. And because the NFL is the NFL, there's always meetings. There's always committees. There's These guys are on TV. Like, you know, SNY here in New York doesn't – Steve Cohen's not, not at every Met game. And when he's at a Met game, they don't show him at every Met game. Like, you can't watch an NFL game – and not get at least one, if not seven, owner shots on a, on a, on your screen. So maybe the NFL again kind of is kind of skewing our awareness of ownership. Well, I think part of that is because you have NFL owners that want you to know that they're the ones kind of running the show. I feel like with Major League Baseball and the NBA, maybe to a detriment. I think most fans kind of feel like Adam Silver and Rob Manfred are running the show probably into the ground, but I think that that's at least the impression. Whereas I think with the NFL, even though Roger Goodell is the commissioner and he's very high profile, I think that there is this concept that these NFL owners are the true stars. They're the true needle movers, and they're the ones that are really pulling the puppet strings. Adam Silver, I mean, Roger Goodell is just a mouthpiece for them. I feel like that image is, is more ingrained in how the NFL is presented than it is yeah. in other sports. We also have a lot of heritage franchises in the NFL That's true too. where the same families have owned them for so long. They're so connected to the history of the game. And then you go to baseball, and obviously here in New York, the Steinbrenners have been not the only owners of the Yankees, but for as long as most of us can remember, they've, they've owned the Yankees. Right. But almost everybody else has changed hands a lot. I mean, there's, you know, football's got the Maras, the Hallis family, the Ford family. Jerry's owned the Cowboys for a long time. The Spanos family and the Chargers for such a long time. Paul Allen's estate still owns the Seahawks. But in baseball, there's nowhere near that number of lengthy staying in the family situations like that. Because I'm not, you know, I can... Name, I think, most owners in baseball and basketball that are around here, around where I live, and then a couple of random ones. But I can give you almost every NFL owner. That's amazing. Because you're right. 
I mean, I, I mean, I love the NBA, so I, I could name a lot of them. But I, yeah, I, I, I could probably name you more NFL owners than I could NBA owners. I, like who I, owns I, the Thunder? The NBA. Um, it was the guy Bennett who sold oh, the, the move team. Them still, he's still. That, that's why I know who he okay. is. Okay, I should have known that was a bad. That was a bad guess at a poll. Also, you know, Mark Cuban obviously, but they, but we know Mark Cuban because of other stuff too. He's right. not just the owner of the Mavericks. Um, I know the T Wolves changed recently that Glenn Taylor sold, but I don't remember who bought them. We'll say A Rod and Mark Lore, I want to say. That's my fault. That's blaming. That's just blocking out A Rod. My bad. <laughs> Even, you know, Steve Ballmer, we know him because he's crazy. Right. Because he sits courtside, baseline, and freaks out and yells about how many toilets he's got in his new arena, which is where this began. Was it not, Pete? It was Steve Ballmer yelling about toilets. That got us on, and I'll point out one more thing, since neither one of them is here to refute this, even though, and they would try, but they couldn't. Their entire jumping off point that morning was incorrect. Steve Ballmer yelling about toilets. He was not yelling about ratios or protecting the people like Sean and DA, who think you should only pee in urinals Toilets. or use stall. He was just, it was just a raw number. It had nothing to do with toilets versus stalls. Nothing or to do with that. Nothing at all. But they thought he was their patron saint and he was coming to the rescue, solving a problem right. that they've had. Just because he said, Toilets! Right. They were like, see, he sees the problem where people are doing the wrong thing in the wrong receptacle. That's not the problem he was solving. And I still can't believe that I emailed the Clippers for an official comment that day. <laughs> still waiting on word on that? No, no, they wrote back. Oh. They wrote back. That was, wow. That was probably a good way for somebody to start a day over there. They probably got a laugh from it. Right. Because it certainly was with the time shift. It was the first thing they saw. And... Very respect. I mean, wrote back right away. My email was sent at 7.52 that morning. It was March 8th. I just found it. Good morning, everybody. My apologies in advance for a fairly ridiculous request. I know that you have actual important <laughs> things to address. Dot, 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 dot. We just spent an entire segment arguing about bathroom etiquette based on Mr. Bomber's comments yesterday. Is there any chance you have actual, quotes stats you can share with me? Number of urinals versus toilets, etc. Again, I feel horrible even asking this. Even a minute of your time would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. And I sent, I think, a link to the segment just so they could hear it. And a gentleman named Cooper wrote back within a couple of hours and, and with an attached info sheet on their building. Let me know if I can get you anything else. And I said, Cooper, you're off the hook. Because because that was the the lightest email they will get that day. That's journalism, Pete. Yeah. I almost feel like this show should be like unofficial Clippers fans because of them responding to that. Toilets! You're probably right. And then we should have more respect for them. Right. That they're now, we should kind of welcome them into the fold a little bit more. Yeah, the Clippers, in my opinion, are now de-aliens. Kawhi, I'll take it. PG, Teron Lu, all of them. I mean, it's a little bit of a sideshow. We would fit right in there. Oh, yeah, exactly. When we come back, 
one of us on the show hates the Dolphins. He's been chomping at the bit to tell you why. We will do that after this on the DA Show on CBS Sports. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart Cart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Radio. So I think what we might do this week, and by the way, it's Bogus in for DA who is off this week. Uh, one of the ideas we had to carry us through these five days, we might pick an NFL team every day who's kind of facing a make-or-break season. Opinions are varied. They could go one way, they can go to the other, and the keys to avoiding the downfall there. We wouldn't give it a name. We can't create segments without DA, but it might be a theme this week. And this was the brainchild of the man who hates the Miami Dolphins pre-2023. And that man is Peter the body, Bilotti. The floor Hi. is yours. The uh, network thanks you in advance for your hot takes. <laughs> no, I just, I, I've seen lately the whole discussion about who's going to win each division. And the AFC East comes up and it's a hot button issue because Rodgers with the Jets and you have the Bills who are a mainstay and then the Dolphins. I've seen many people predict and call for the Dolphins to win the division, which boggles my mind. Coming off the fact, for one, for one simple thing, the quarterback situation. You could have as many great players on a roster as you can in the NFL. The Jets proved that last year. Yep. If you don't have a quarterback who is healthy the entire season, you have a problem. So what will Tua be? And Mike White, I like Mike White, but is he a suitable solution if Tua goes down again. That's a major issue. And for people to just say, hey, the Bills don't uh, forget about the Bills and forget about the Jets now with Rodgers, we're just going to put the Dolphins as a division winner. I think it's a little bit of a hot takey type thing. Is your Tua concern only health? Yes. Or is it also him as a player? Well, I mean, I right now it's just health. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, as a player, we haven't really had the ability to evaluate him as a player for like the last year, if you really think about it. Right. Uh, I, my concern is his health, and I and I think they have a major issue with it. And it's still, I mean, it, those injuries last year, we saw it on national television, it just... It still sticks in my head. Yeah, it it, 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 it would bother me as as a doll. If I was a dolphin fan, it would bother me that it's still an uncertainty. And I still don't know like how to take him admitting that he thought about not playing again. Because on one hand, that's a very obvious thought when you've had back-to-back horrible brain injuries, which is what he had with concussions, and we know how long they linger. And how bad they are. And, you know, for a long time, I I thought the science was you're not prone to having, mo- like, after your first one, it doesn't make you more prone to have others. That right. they just continue to kind of be bad luck, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That one doesn't lead to the other. But now I believe the thought is that once you have one, you are more susceptible to others. Of course. Which is where he is now. So I get at one hand going, man, like I need to protect myself. Is this worth it? But on the other hand, there's also the idea of once you start thinking about it, like you're almost halfway out the door to begin with. Right. So it's like, you know, it's a, it's almost a thought you don't want to have because it changes the overall dynamic. Is he into, is he totally in? Right. Is he is he, and is he able to play freely and not think because that's what, no matter what the injury is you have to get back to that place where you're just playing you're not worrying about your knee buckling again or your hip hurting or somebody knocking your head off the turf again and if you can't get back into that place you can't be the best version of you and it is I mean it it might be the number one question in the NFL this year uh-huh. even even more so than Rodgers. If you believe the Dolphins are better than the Jets otherwise, if you believe the, the Dolphins season depends on Tua more than the Jets season belongs uh, relies on Rodgers, then this is the number one question in the NFL, whether he can play 17-plus games. Right, because if, if, he could, if he could play and there was no issue about health and we were just evaluating his playing ability... Those three teams, the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins, would be brawling for the top spot. Yes, and and, and it would be no question, and, and and it would be it would be a toss up for that first place position. Yeah, uh, but look, if that was me, if I had gotten hurt the way he did, and I'm laying on the field and my hand is 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 all yeah. cramped up, I would be done. I would not be able to do it again anymore. It, it, it's frightening. I would watched it, and I could, and after that. When they had replays and when they talked about it, I couldn't watch it. It was hard for me to watch. And I know people don't want to put the Jets in that conversation, but I'm with about who could win the division. But I'm with you on it's the th- it's the three of them. Yep. All best case scenario, the three of them are borderline equal. And that's the other kind of caveat to this is the Bills have kind of come back to the pack. They've allowed the Dolphins and the Jets to catch them just as, almost as much as the Jets and Dolphins have made changes to catch the Bills. The Bills have opened the door. Uh, some of their shortcomings in the postseason, a couple of their changes roster-wise. And 
you know, we still, or at least this matters to me at least, we... I don't love the idea of any head coach also being a coordinator. No. I don't like Mike McCarthy running the Cowboy offense, and I don't like Sean McDermott running the Bills defense, especially if that was the reason why Leslie Frazier is not doing it. If right. he's doing it because Leslie couldn't, that's one thing. But if he's doing it because he wanted to and Leslie didn't want to, and this is what the the result was, which was what Michael Lombardi told us on this show in the last month or so, mm-hmm. that... This was Sean's idea. Leslie pushed back, and that's why he took this kind of sabbatical year. I just, I, I, more times than not, that doesn't work. And the Bills don't have any room for error now because of the Dolphins and the Jets. You slip a little bit on either side of the ball because you're working some things out or you lose a game early to one of those two teams. That changes the entire dynamic of a long season in that division. The AFCs to me is... It feels a little like the AFC West last year. We were so focused on, you know, can somebody actually beat the Chiefs this year? What's KC going to be like without Tyreek Hill? These are four good teams. They're all going to be in playoff contention, and that didn't work out well. But now we fast forward to this division, and this is, to me, without question, the most fascinating division in the NFL. I don't think there's a there's a number, it's a close number two here. Because of these three teams, because of Rodgers, because of Tua, and because of whatever the heck's going on in New England. Right. Well, yeah, we don't know if the pa- the Patriots aren't at that level right now. But you can never count out a Belichick team. I mean, even though the quarterback situation is very questionable uh, and the roster situation is very questionable, you, it's still Belichick. So there's still an ability to surprise. So it's not a, it's not a, like it's three teams and a complete and complete dog team at the bottom. Right. It's it, it's teams that it's a team that could upset in the Patriots and three teams that have superior talent on paper. But it's also a team that yeah could go north, go in the right direction, mm-hmm. but could also go the other way. Right. Or just keep spinning its tires. And now we're having conversations like we're starting to have now uh, about how legitimately hot Belichick's seat is. Yeah. I mean, we could, if if these reports now are true about whatever, however I want to describe it, that there's frustration, disconnect, the end is near ish. And if this year's not going well and Mac Jones doesn't have any kind of improvement, we're possibly at the finish line of one of the best coaching tenures in NFL in sports history. Now, now, do, if we're at that finish line and the and the Patriots make the call, is Belichick somewhere else after the season? Which yeah, I, 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 I can't see him coaching anywhere else. I could see him kind of like what Parcells did, being in a front office, uh, per se, because I don't think he's going to be uh, like Parcells was with, with the Cowboys. Uh, and going back to going yeah. to a team like that, I, I could see Bill in a front office, right? But and that's I, it. I always thought that was going to be the transition, right? That they would kind of both come to the agreement where I don't want to do this anymore. It's not working anymore. We're long past Brady. You become the GM, whether it's McDaniel's or the other lead assistant that's underneath him takes over the head coaching job, and it's like about continuity. Now it feels more like clean break. And they do things completely different, right, and then and then I don't know what Bill does because there's no because McDaniel's is in, is in uh, Oakland, Las Vegas, and maybe proving he shouldn't be the head coach right. anywhere. But gone, 
So there's, I mean, you got Bill O'Brien around. I mean, I don't think he's the heir apparent. You, yeah. It's gonna be, it's, uh, it's probably gonna be like you said, a clean slate. Wipe it, wipe it all clean. And 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 Robert Kraft is is probably very eager to win another title before he calls it a career. Yeah. You know, so there, there's a little bit of eagerness on his part. He certainly wants to win one without Brady. Yes. Not in the same way that maybe Belichick does or Brady wanted to win without them. Well, he might want to win without both of them. That's true, too. Uh, cigar smoking dude tweeted in, uh, kind sir, good morning. I lived in Charlotte for 20 years, and it has never been a sports-crazy city. There are so many transplants here that they stay local to their home teams. I guess their original teams. MJ was never very warm and seemed disconnected from the city. Hashtag bad teams. That goes back to the open of the hour, wondering why Michael Jordan was allowed to be so bad at owning the Hornets for so long with the sale approved by NBA Board of Governors over the weekend. Well, when uh, you see a big, when you see a, on that story, when you see a big player uh, involved in the front office and they fail, usually you have to be in a big market to uh, one of the top markets right. to really capture what, how bad it is. I mean, look at Isaiah. Isaiah, when he was with the Knicks. Uh, I mean, Phil Jackson, when he was with the Knicks. True. Or had Jordan played in Charlotte. Right. Right. I mean, because we all, because people might remember more Jordan as a wizard than him, than him owning the Hornets. Yeah. Like if he, if he somehow owned the Bulls right. and they were bad for a decade. Oh. We he wouldn't have been the team. He wouldn't have owned the team for a decade, possibly. He would. Ne- yeah. And 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 the smart thing, and I think he knows this. He would never own the Bulls. That he, too. He might be involved in the Bulls, but he never would be a part of the op day to day. Do you remember that they were the Bobcats because yes. of Bob Johnson? <laughs> Their first coach was Bernie Bickerstaff, right? Yes. Their very first coach. That's right. Yep. Right, that's enough Hornets basketball. <laughs> we'll check in at the end of next season. Hi, I guess, Charlotte. right? Um, I forgot to put stuns to a news in the rundown. I had a time in my mind. It was never in the rundown. It'll be right now, though, after headlines. Here's Emmanuel. Andrew, if you bet on American Brian Harmon to win the Open Championship entering the weekend, you're probably sitting pretty. He was a 125-1 to underdog, but won his first major at age 36, oldest first-time major winner since Sergio Garcia at the Masters in 2017. Garcia was 37 at the time. Harmon finished 13 under and won comfortably. It just feels right. I don't know why. It feels right. I, I have been frustrated that I haven't won more. I felt like that uh, that sometimes that you know, maybe I didn't give the credit I deserve. So it's just nice. Like I said, for a week, it all came together. Putter worked. And at age 36, Harmon gets it done. Two new baseball Hall of Fame inductees, Fred McGriff, Scott Rowland, taking their place in Cooperstown for McGriff. 493 career homers passed over when he was on the writer's ballot, got in via the Veterans Committee. Surreal for him. My goal was simply to make it to the big leagues. And I exceeded every expectation I could ever imagine, and then some. And now to have a plaque forever, forever hanging in the National Baseball Hall of Fame, it's unbelievable. After the speeches, the festivities yesterday in baseball, Orioles now the team to beat in the AL East in late July. This weekend, they went to Tampa, took three out of four from the Rays in the series finale. Orioles five, Rays three, Ryan O'Hearn, the go-ahead homer in the sixth inning. Gunnar Henderson also went deep, 16th homer for the rookie. Orioles now two games up on the Rays for first place, four in the loss column. So if you're a team like that, all your prospects are coming up and producing. You're clearly for real 
but you have a million prospects still to come seemingly. Andrew, are you buyers at the deadline? I got distracted by the Jets releasing the, oh, no worries. the throwbacks more that important. we're discussing. What's your question? Which team are we talking about? The Orioles, who have all their prospects oh, yes. up and, and succeeding, but have more to come. They're like ahead of schedule, but they're on schedule because they're clearly for real. Would you buy? Yes, we brought this up last week. They should absolutely be in on Otani. That would be a team that it would be worth getting him for even half a season. Yep, you trade him for two, trade for two months of him, never even thinking about signing him. The price is as low as it could be for him, and it won't decimate their farm system no. because they have so many guys. I think they could get away with holding on to like a Jackson Holiday, who's I the mean, number one prospect in baseball, and getting Otani. Yeah, I think this time last year. You'd have to have traded Holiday for him, right? I think this year you say absolutely not. He's not available with no team control. Number one prospect. Yeah. It was just their top prospect. They would, but he's a top prospect in all of baseball. And he's so, they, so bleeping good. He's nineteen already in Double A, right? In Double A, and he's hitting like I think close to four hundred in Double A. Right? Yeah. So he may be a September call up this year. That, that's actually not unforeseeable. But I, I would absolutely even even the Reds. I just was reading a tweet on TV that the Reds are shopping Jonathan India, their second baseman, because they and need And he's a, a great player. He was the rookie of the year because they, they want a starter for now because you can't ever— And they have no pitching, no, so no that pitching. makes sense. And Because you, you can never bet—there's no guarantee next year. Right now, they are in the playoff chase. They are in the division hunt. The league's wide open, too. Go get somebody. Absolutely, go get somebody because there's no guarantee next year. Of course, you could be you have a good year next year, but but you're not necessarily going to be in a first place and in position yep. to make a run. And they both, them and the Orioles, both have so many prospects. Unless they holiday in Baltimore, the dude they got from the Mar the Mariners for Luis Castillo in right. Cincinnati, Noel V. Marte, I think yeah, his name yeah. is. Other than those two guys, that's one each spot. You're not going to miss anybody. You'll right. fig- you'll be fine without. The 19 year old right hander in Altoona, if you're bringing in Otani or a frontline starter for your team. And we know this, but Otani helps you on two sides of the ball. That so as well. It puts you over the top. Braves beat the Brewers 4 2. Ozzy Albies to go ahead, three run homer in the eighth. Phillies four run top of the 10th, outlasted the Guardians 8 5 in Cleveland. Luis Arise, a three hit day for the Marlins, who snapped an eight game losing streak. Walk off single, the third hit for Arise. Marlins beat the Rockies 3 2. Astros three, A's two in Oakland. Mauricio Dubon. Go ahead, solo shot in the top of the ninth. In Texas, Dodgers jumped out to a 4 nothing first inning lead. Max Muncy a grand slam, but that's the last time the Dodgers scored rest of the way. Rangers with eight unanswered runs. And the first four innings alone, a race to Dodgers 8-4. Obviously, we wanted to get this one. Last thing we wanted to do is get swept. And that's a very good club over there and get down 4 nothing in the first inning. And how they bounce back, uh, good for them. That for manager Bruce Bochy. Angels edge the Pirates 7-5, home run number 36 for the guy we're talking about, Shohei Otani. Blue Jays avoided a sweep in Seattle, saved off the Mariners 4-3. Three one-run games this weekend. Reds swept the Diamondbacks 7-3. Shopping Jonathan India. Jake Fraley, go-ahead RBI double in the sixth inning. Manager David Bell, his team not getting too down after they were swept by the Brewers last week. Right back on track. The, the key really is to not do anything different. Um, you don't you, know, you don't try harder or anything like that, but um, we don't have to do anything different. We go out and play our absolute best, and um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it ends up. But um, you know, we have a lot of confidence right now with the way we're playing. And a few more here. Cubs 7, Cardinals 2, Red Hot Cody Bellinger is 14th homer. Nationals down the Giants 6-1. Lane Thomas club record tying four stolen bases. Tigers over the Padres 3-1. Red Sox 6, Mets 1. Yankees swept the Royals in the Bronx 8-5 the final. Twins rallied to top the White Sox 5-4 
in 10 innings. So the Red Sox and the Yankees tied for last in the AL East, 53 and 47. Twins first in the Central, 52 and 48. Uh, breaking news, peace unhappy about something. Back to Bilotti we go. No, no, I. it's about the Jet uniforms. So if you haven't seen them, guys, they're, they're switching back to, I guess these are what, the 80s? These are going to be the uh, the um, those retro games. Right, the two, two week games. one including. Yes. Week one, week four, early and often, and then that's it. But they're based, they're all white, green numerals, green trim around the neck, and the green helmet that says Jets in that kind of slanted with so the old school. playing wing, yeah, what Ken O'Brien wore. That's that's the that's the reference point to me, right. basically. Well, but I like them the, changing it up. But what's the problem, Pete? I feel like that's not the shade on the helmet. Yeah, it should be a Kelly green. They had the shade from this year as the shade on the helmet. I, I don't oh, like no, that. that's a gimmick. That, okay. you got to actually model it after the old uniforms if you're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, and, and you know what? <laughs> I, I, I'd rather the green... And, and instead of the white, oh, you want green jersey yeah. instead of all white? See, yes. I I like the all white unis. Nah, Alabama and all white, Penn State and all white, the, the Browns and all the white. Stock exchange oh. was them on the stock exchange with the green uniforms. Wow, fair, but and again, they cannot keep wearing what they're wearing now. No, they're horrible. This is still a massive upgrade. You still massive, have, and you right. still have the shade of the helmet. From this uniform on this retro one, which is bothering me. I think it's really bothering Pete. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you, you know what I'm talking about. It's right. A different yeah. Color. Yeah. You, you're you're really mad about this. <laughs> Come on. That's what I'm stunned to. There I'm we not go. stunned to that because it's a oh, oh, we got to get actually stunned, stunned here. Go. Let's do it. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. So there's a search going on for a rodeo goat that has been missing for more than a week. And the residents of a rural South Texas county are uniting over this. They're fascinated by it, using horses, ATVs, even contemplating utilizing a helicopter to find this rodeo goat. The goat escaped from a pen in the county's rodeo arena near Raymondville, Texas on July 15th. After a youth rodeo, people have been looking through cotton and sugarcane fields to find it. Local businesses have reportedly donated nearly 90 prizes and gifts worth more than $5,000, including brisket, salon services. That'll be the reward for the person who finds a goat. Yesterday, possible goat tracks were spotted Uh-oh. in a cotton field near Lyford, south of Raymondville, and apparently the town has named this goat. When the goat first went missing, it didn't have a name. Well, maybe it did, but no one knew the name. (laughs) But after a poll in the Facebook page of the the town fair that that it went missing at, the goat was named Willie, short for Willisie County, where the goat went missing. The goat has a name, and the savage county officials said, you know, they're not sure if Willie is a boy or a girl. So that's what we're doing here. So... I've got a lot of questions. What does a rodeo goat do? Is are kids riding the goat instead of a horse because they're small? Is the goat used to like distract the animals when their rodeo is not going well? What's the what does a rodeo goat do? That was an interesting detail to me. In addition to the fact that it's a youth rodeo, right? Like, what's a youth rodeo? Uh, kids. You know, young kids doing it, and they can't be on a horse or a pony, I guess. So do they ride the goat and try to stay it's or safer. rope the goat? Are they safer? I guess. 
a goat is safer than riding a, a bull. Maybe I it's guess. a little slow. Clearly, that it's slower, <laughs> it's smaller. And if you're trying to like lasso the goat, maybe that's easier for a kid than one of those, you know, a, again, a smaller horse or one of those weird like practice ones that the goat runs around a little bit and you lasso it. But I feel like it's now the official stance of this show that once you escape from something like this, you're free. You've earned your freedom. You get out, that's it. We've had bulls like running out of slaughterhouses, other animals getting out of the farm. If you've gotten out of your pen and you've stayed on the loose for this long, Godspeed. Well, it's also a safety thing, too, because if you, the, the bull or goat or whatever animal goes and eats something contaminated or whatever that, you could affect whatever food we're eating. So I that, guess. That, that's, that's apparently. And the, let's say this a was part, a bull. That's a part of the reason why. A bull or an animal like that that got loose. That's a real, like, geez, somebody might get hurt. Yeah. A goat, go- I'm, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. Plus, I almost feel bad. Like, they're going through all these efforts to track down the goat. I don't think the goat wants to return. Probably not. All right, we got to run. Pete's giving me the hand signal, not the stretch. The get out of here quick thing. Epic fail, maybe, next on CBS Sports Radio. Here's the epic fail. And it's our unique, odd memories of Friday's show. My second favorite part, ooh, I... And I saw it all morning long. Intern Anna was here on Friday. <laughs> yes. And she sat in the chair that Brooke wasn't a minute ago. And again, this was a four-hour show. Oh, no. Of memories, emotion. My emotions. My emotion. Laughing. Parents sitting in the front row. I am the father. Going a decade of memories decade of the buffoon, half year of the buffoon. Other people were coming in to look at the show and watch. Really, I was trying to feed Raz his healthiest meal in years. There was so much going on. There was so much emotion. It may be the most significant show in DA history. And she sat there and did not react to anything. Boring! Had her phone out. And I... Uh-huh. Of course she should. We're strangers to her. She's a 20-whatever-year-old college student. Hoping we don't ask her to cut tape or whatever. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. Uh, so much more to digest from Friday's show. We'll do that throughout the week here. We'll do it on the PGP as well. We got to run now. You hear the music. I think we're done unless Pete can give us a bonus 30 seconds. Uh, thanks to Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. Thanks to EJ, to Pete to Emmanuel, to intern Brooke, and thanks to you for listening. Have a great Monday. We'll see you again tomorrow. For now, the mothership disconnects. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.